and I feel so abundant. I feel so rich in so many ways and I have so many beautiful people who want to help me and support me and connect. It's just like this period of discomfort is so necessary. I appreciate where I'm at now because I have the awareness and the contrast of where I was. What a gift to be able to have that. The root of non-attachment. It's, it's surrendering to the divine. It's surrendering in trust. Hello, divine one. Welcome back to Light Legacy with me, Rohini Elise. I'm so delighted that you are here tuning in from wherever you may be in the world, wherever you may be in your day, in your life, in your journey. Thank you. Thank you for taking this time to spend together. Ah, today. <laughs> We're going to be talking about non-attachment. Yep. And the ceremony that is life and letting go of attachment. And it's a juicy one. It's a big one. It's a, it is the one. <laughs> it's the thing that uh, we all learn, hopefully, or we're on the quest to learn. So let's just dive right in non-attachment. <laughs> so this journey, this part of the human experience is on my heart and my mind very heavily today because I am in a ceremony of non-attachment and I've been in different levels of this in the last year, but this is a different and um, more raw layer of non-attachment of attachment rather that's being that's being torn off and i am feeling so humbled so humbled by this this layer that's being peeled because the skin underneath it is fresh and it's baby skin and it's tender and it's raw and i am just kind of on my knees in some ways like very humbled very humbled and it is so clear, which in some ways makes it easier, some ways makes it harder. It is so clear that this is placed here at this time for me for a very important reason. Like I, I see the medicine in this lesson, in this uh, experience. Uh, <laughs> I see the medicine on the other side. I see the medicine in this moment and it sucks. And it's stressful. Um, and this this non-attachment ceremony that I am in, and I like to call everything in life that is a uh, threshold that uh, promotes growth and challenge and uh, the opportunity to emerge anew um, and different and changed. I call, I like to call that a ceremony. So whatever that is, um, for you and your life, like what, are, what is the ceremony that you're in right now that you are showing up to with devotion and awareness? Yeah. So I'm in a ceremony of non-attachment with material items 
and abundance and money. Um, And it's so clear as to why this is happening at this time because I have shed a lot of layers of like scarcity mindset that were programmed. I don't know if that feels like too strong of a word, but that I absorbed growing up and just my upbringing, like money is my biggest wound. Um, It's even in my chart, (laughs) my astrological chart. It's where my Chiron is, which is the wounded healers in the house of money growing up, not for one moment believing that money would come easily, that bills were paid with ease, that money was everywhere, that it was effortless, that it was attainable. That was never something that I felt or witnessed. Um, In fact, so much pain and so much stress, so much stress in my environment was um, because of a lack of money. And that taught me a lot and also (laughs) allowed me to grow accustomed to living in a certain level of uh, risk and be comfortable in discomfort in terms of money. Like my risk tolerance with money is really high, which is also, it's a benefit and it's also difficult living in this world where things are expensive and yeah, Austin, you know, bills are high and the price to live is high. And I jumped into not only providing for myself, um, because before I also had Sage's income to rely on, but not only jumped into providing for myself, but also (laughs) left a career that provided me very good money and stable income um, for years and years. And I left that world to pursue and to dive fully into my dharma, my, my purpose, my spiritual path, and the knowing that I'm here to be of service and that I'm here to gather community and I'm here to have an important role in um, reclaiming the divine feminine here on earth. And that's a big, it's a big, big thing, a big role that I am every day stepping more into, but I left security, comfort, safety with money um, to pursue this. And it's been challenging. (laughs) It's been very, very challenging. All of my breakdowns that I've had, like the ones where you just like lose your shit and cry and scream and pound the floor and shake and all of that, have been about money that's been like the biggest the biggest test of my devotion and my trust and my faith and the layers the layers the layers are just continuing to be removed and I remember I asked about money in my Akashic record reading and the guides kind of smiled and chuckled and were like learning to live on faith that's your path I'm like all right Yep. <laughs> All right. Heard that one loud and clear. All right. Okay. Yep. Got it. And it's true. It's so true. And the thing is, I still, I still know without a doubt, it's all going to work out perfectly. 
perfectly. And I feel so abundant. I feel so rich in so many ways. And I have so many beautiful people who want to help me and support me and connect me. And it's, it's just like this period of discomfort is so necessary. And I know that. <laughs> and I feel my guides and my higher self just like kind of chuckling and like patting me on the back. Like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I really do have that faith. But these things, these things of thinking that we are owed or are entitled to different levels of comfort, basically attachment and expectation like, oh, you know, I want, for me especially, I've gotten used to, you know, living such a beautifully um, lavish lifestyle, you know, I really have. And that was important to me for a while. My ego craved so much, <laughs> so many beautiful things. And I blew so much money on designer bags and expensive trips and dinners and all of the things. And I don't even want to say blue because that's not true. It like was necessary in my level of growth because I had never experienced money before. I never even knew what that felt like. I never knew it was possible. And so when I did get it, I had it all of a sudden. I went cuckoo crazy and just like spent it like it was going out of style, which how ironic because that is what happened because I spent it all. <laughs> It's all so funny. But my ego really, really craved the validation of looking a certain way, having certain things, having a certain perceived title in society by what I wore and what labels I wore and bags I had and people I knew and, you know, all the things. I really, that fed, like made me feel so good. It fed me. Um, and I acknowledge that. And it's been really cool to become so detached from that reality. Like when I think about even a year ago, my house in Bellevue, such a big house, such a big house, four bedroom, four bath, two living room, pretty much two dining room huge backyard, humongous walk-in closet. Like it was such a big house for what? For what? It was such a big house, but it felt so empty at times. And I think about my closet, this massive walk-in closet with all these things, pretty things, beautiful clothes and drawers and drawers of makeup and skincare that brand sent me. And I think about all that and I just... I'm in awe of the sheer, sheer abundance in terms it like overflowing amount of items, of beautiful items that were in my possession that I had and I didn't feel abundant. I didn't feel rich in terms of like soul rich, you know? I didn't feel content or grateful for what I had I when I looked at my closet I looked at it just with with nothing with no emotion with no feeling 
And perhaps that was a sign that it was not where the medicine was that was going to feed my soul and nurture me and make me feel rich. It's, you know, not in the material things, but yet I still cared about that. But when I look back at that, I'm just like, wow, what a different existence. What a different existence. I'm in sh- I'm just in shock at times and I love, I'm so grateful for this human experience that we get to evolve and compare ourselves to ourselves like what a gift that was me and I felt that way and now I feel so differently and what a gift to be able to remember how I felt in those moments to compare now to look to analyze to feel to grow to like remember to constantly remember the path I feel so lucky um but (laughs) I'm pretty much living out of a suitcase most of the time because I'm going all over the place. I was living out of a carry-on suitcase for two months when I left Washington and I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. I never mind it at all. I genuinely loved it. I had everything I needed and I grew to love those items in my suitcase so, so much and appreciate them. And I have a teeny little makeup bag where I use like maybe four or five products. If that, you know, I have my little skincare bag and my closet, my little closet that I love. And the the items that I have in there, I genuinely just adore. And that's also in part because now when I am dressing, I'm dressing for me, for my, what feels good for me like how do I want to show up how do I feel confident and sexy how do I feel sensual how do I feel embodied in my divine feminine like oof, that's how I want to dress and before I feel like I just dressed however was trendy and however you know the, the clothes that were sent to me that wasn't on style that season or whatever like that's how I dressed and I felt great you know I felt cool and pretty and accomplished but when I look back at photos it's just like different characters you know different characters that I would play maybe or like adopt but when I dress for me now I dress exactly as I feel in that moment and usually I'm wearing cut off jeans and a tank top (laughs) cut off jean shorts and a tank top and Birkenstocks because it's fucking comfortable (laughs) And I don't wear underwear and I don't wear a bra because it's fucking comfortable. And some days I put on my beautiful goddess dresses and skirts and jewelry and scarves and just really adorn myself and put on like beautiful perfume and body oils and just, you know, it's it's so intentional. And I, again, like the contrast we are so blessed to have the the contrast that is the polarity that makes life livable and makes life rich and able to be experienced. If there was no contrast, there would be no variety. There would be no sensation. It would just be one note, you know, always singing one note but without contrast. With contrast, we're able to savor and compare and remember and forget (laughs) 
like I appreciate where I'm at now because I have the awareness and the contrast of where I was. What a gift to be able to have that. You know, it's like I'm so grateful for photos. I am a huge photo person. I take photos of everything. You know, like we live with ourselves. (laughs) We see ourselves in the mirror every day and it's usually pretty hard to tell like subtle changes in how you look like if your face changes a bit or like you know your hair is a little longer or this or that like you don't typically notice because you see yourself every day but with friends or family members or people who haven't seen you in a while they're like oh my god you look so different or oh my god this or that and you're like oh interesting like I didn't really notice and then when you go back and look at photos and then look yourself in the mirror and look at the old photos it's like oh shit there's been a lot of change. Like I look different. Okay. Okay. And we have that contrast of who we were and who we are to prove to ourselves and validate within ourselves that life is happening. Life is really happening. Life is moving. There's forward motion. And so recalling the different versions of ourselves forward in order to contrast gives us the ability to appreciate where we are now that's why journaling is so amazing because we have that that snapshot into our mind in that exact moment that mind that we will never have again just like that that moment that we will never have again and only existed right then and there but because we are blessed with the gift of word expression we get to go back just for a moment and bring what we learned to the present attachment is the key to all suffering i believe that's a quote from buddha attachment is the key to all suffering attachment is the key to all suffering and it's true to the very core of us what is our biggest fear as humans what's our biggest fear dying Dying is our biggest fear as humans. Immortality, that this will all go away, that we will have regrets, that we won't fulfill what we came here to do, that we won't have, you know, the love, the life, the job, the career, the purpose, that we will cease to exist in this body before we do whatever it is that we expect that we should do. Attachment to life. Attachment to life is necessary because it keeps us going, but detachment to life is also necessary because then we start really living because we're not in fear. We're not in fear of dying. (laughs) We're not in fear of dying and not just the big, big old like good night, going to the next life, goodbye to this body dying, but like the little deaths. The little deaths in between, the millions of deaths in between the birth and the big the big one. <laughs> there are so many little deaths that we experience. And most of humanity, most of society is fighting against every single one. Clawing and screaming and kicking to not experience these little deaths. What, what are these little deaths? What are examples of that? Leaving... A relationship, leaving a job, moving away from home, going to college, shit, graduating like kindergarten, <laughs> saying no to something that's not serving you anymore, 
deciding to hang out with a new group of friends, deciding to cut your hair, to change your wardrobe, to donate that old shirt that you've had for 15 years, to to decide that you're ready for something more, to grieve the person that you were in order to allow more space. Like all of these, anything that changes, even the littlest bit is a little death. But death is necessary for life to be born. None of this could be here without death. The dead trees in the forest house more life than the alive ones do. It is crucial that we let the things die in order to let them die with grace, without suffering, there has to be some level of detachment, of non-attachment to the outcome. And that doesn't mean that we don't feel it. We don't allow ourselves. We don't not <laughs> allow ourselves the gift of our emotions. Because if we don't feel our emotions, they get stuck and trapped in the body and it turns into disease and so many other things that are not serving not serving us. So we need to feel, we need to feel these things. But I guess the root, and I'm just, you know, exploring this with you in real time, because this is like one of the biggest questions of our existence. So I, I definitely don't have any answers. This is an exploration ongoing. Um, but the root, the root of non-attachment, it's, it's surrendering to the divine it's surrendering and trust knowing that you don't know better <laughs> you as in like like me rohini right now i don't know better than my higher self i don't know better than my guides i don't know better than the spirits the earth spirits of this beautiful planet i don't know better than my ancestors i don't know better than all of the guiding forces that are here to help me i don't and all of those are emanations of unconditional love emanations of source emanations of spirit i don't know better than any of those forces and so i trust that the decisions that i make will be to the best of my ability I'm doing the best I can in that moment. And if they don't work out, as I thought, I trust and I am not attached to the outcome. Like I'm not expecting that they're going to turn out a certain way. I trust and I surrender and I believe that everything is working in my favor. My friend Carly and I just hung out yesterday and she has such an incredible mind and she... We have amazing, deep philosophical conversations, pondering life. And she was talking about a situation in her life that's a little difficult. Um, and she was explaining something that kind of was a challenge in the moment, you know, didn't really see coming. And then she's like just explaining and, and exploring like, well, maybe that was just the exact perfect curve in the plot line. Like it, it, it seemed like it was going to take me completely on a different path, but it didn't. It just like brought me into presence really quickly. Like, and maybe that was the point all along. It's not disappointing that I didn't go on this other path that I thought I was going to go on. It's actually perfect because I have so much more awareness now. Like it brought me exactly where I needed to be. Hopefully, I don't know if that <laughs> makes that much sense without context, but like, 
we think that we're supposed to go on one path, right? We're making these decisions. We have this idea of where we're supposed to go. And then something happens and it's like, wait, what? I thought I was going there. Like this all seemed like this was perfect. Like this made so much sense. All the signs pointed to this. And now I'm here. I'm not doing what I thought I was going to do. What? Like what? And in those moments, it's so easy to lose that faith and that trust because it felt like the path was opening and it was so clear. But maybe that's just how it was all along. You know, there was just this little curve, this little this little jolt in the plot line of your life to get you to this exact perfect place. And it was always planned that way. It's always planned that way. You know, if you got fired, how much faith and trust can you muster to believe that it was always supposed to be that way? And with that level of non-attachment, oh my gosh, all of the doors that open and all the possibilities that open, choosing not to be a victim of life, instead, be a humble student. Okay, I got fired. That fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm going to feel these feelings. I'm going to feel this rejection. I'm going to feel this sadness, this disappointment, this anger, whatever it is. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to journal. I'm going to go through my process. I'm going to talk to loved ones. But in the core of my core and the deepest part of my being, I'm going to choose to trust that there is something that was meant for me on the other side of this that is meant for me, that is perfect. And this too is perfect because it has to be. You know, we are co-creating with life at all times. We are in the captain's seat of our life. But... <laughs> The water, the wind, the sun, the directions, the boat, the co-captains, the glass, the the birds flying by. Like there are so many other <laughs> beautiful factors of this co-creation, this boat, this journey. And who are we to assume that we know better than the ocean that's supporting us and guiding us? Who are we to know better than the wind that blows us one way or another? Who are we to know better than the horizon ahead? Like, who are we? No, 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 no. We are not more than, greater than, separate than. We are one with, with it all. And that is co-creation. It is an infinite loop. There's no beginning and end. It just loops on and on and on and on. And guess what also loops on and on and on and on? The cycle of life and death, baby. <laughs> We're back to death. <laughs> Momento mori. Remember your death. I think I said that on another episode, but non-attachment. If I'm not worried about death and this body being done, I'm going to live with so much more ease and grace and trust. going to show up to each day as a ceremony, as an individual unique offering from life. Okay, here's another day. <gasps> I got another day. Yay! I always remember, I think about when I visited my brother in Guatemala when I was, I think, 19 or 18. I didn't have any type of spiritual practice yet. Um, and I remember I was staying at his place and he, he would wake up and take a shower first thing. And he'd like come bursting out of the shower, so happy, singing, like joyful. And he's like, we made it, bro. Good morning. We made it. And I just, I'm like, what? He's like, we made it back. 
good job. And he'd high five me. Like we made it back from sleeping. Like we're living again. We get to be alive another day. What? Awesome. Like genuinely every day he'd be like, nice, we made it. <laughs> Which I love that spirit. It's like sweet, sweet, dude. Another day. Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> How can I show up today? Super stoked to just have opened my eyes. And it's, it's such a good reminder to me <laughs> in this moment going through difficulties like how can I show up to this day with surrender and trust and fucking pure joy and appreciation that I get to live because it's not guaranteed. None of it is. And I know we hear that all the time, but like for reals. So non-attachment is the key to end all suffering. And it's true. I talked about that in my ayahuasca episode. Once I released my expectation of any experience I was supposed to have or anywhere else I was supposed to be and surrendered to the present moment, all of it, that's when I found peace and I was not struggling anymore because it was a fucking struggle until I surrendered and I detached and then it was peace and bliss and joy. So my dear ones listening, I don't know where this podcast finds you in your life, but if I could guess, I would guess that there is something big going on in your life right now that may be a little bit difficult or challenging or uncomfortable that you may be getting stretched because everyone I know is right now. <laughs> it is ongoing, ongoing rapid fire growth for us all because that is what's needed at this time on this planet. So sweet ones, wherever you are, how can you give yourself the gift of trust, of believing that every single part, every single thing that's happened to you, every person, every moment, every heartbreak, every loss even, it was part, is part of the perfect, perfect plan. How much detachment will it take to believe that? And it's just a question because you know I am working on this too. It's the lifelong question. But it's worthwhile. It's a worthwhile thing to pursue, most definitely. One last thing that just popped in my head is like embodying this. Again, like I, I continually think about my children, my future children, all the things I want to embody to be an example for them, non-attachment. There will be no cries for candy that was expected after dinner or having a certain toy at Christmas time or, you know, like the little, the little things that we see in childhood and not saying like that any of that is, is bad or that like those kids or those parents are doing something wrong, not at all, but it's, it's a, it's a micro to the macro, you know, like the expectation of sweets after dinner, the expectation of bigger, better presents every Christmas and every birthday. It's like the micro that we probably experienced as kids now plays out in our adult life. The expectation of more, of better, of bigger, of, of indulgence, you know? It's very interesting. So how can I embody trust and surrender and non-attachment especially to material items because that's the most like 
what's the word? That's the most transient or the most intangible, uh, elusive thing that there is in this whole realm. Like that's, that's for sure going away. I hope and I desire to be an example for my children that when I decide to purchase a garment, they see me wearing this and bringing this into my life that they feel the devotion and the reverence and the the appreciation for whatever this thing is like that I treat it with love and care and respect and I tell the story of this thing like wow this shirt you know is made by this beautiful small like local um garment (laughs) like natural garment dyer who lives like 50 miles away and she has this beautiful family and it's a third generation indigo farmer you know I don't know I'm just making this up but like telling the story and appreciating it and appreciating the care that went into it and like that being enough you know that one dress that means so much like that's enough so that's enough I don't I don't need to be attached to more things or the idea of more. I can be perfectly, beautifully grateful and satisfied with this one perfect thing. So, just a thought. <laughs> um, I would love to hear what you guys feel about this because this is a big one. And um, I know for me, like this year has just been, again, more and more. How much further can you? go how much deeper can you trust more 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 surrender more surrender more (laughs) more and it's like okay 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 and you know I think that I'm done just for a moment and then nope and that's the thing I am I am coming to coming to peace coming to that's not it doesn't feel like an actual expression coming to terms with the notion that it will never end, (laughs) that there will always be another layer because that is the journey. But I'm coming to terms with that in a very like real, like realistic, like in my bones, like, oh fuck. All right. (laughs) This really do be a lifelong adventure, you know, really is a lifelong journey of surrender and trust. So fuck yeah, let's go. What a gift to have the awareness to know what this is, what this experience is, and how many beautiful blessings in between all of these big challenges, these big up levels. It's a gift to be able to up level with awareness, with choice, with grace. So I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, savoring and delighting in all of the blessings the garments, the moments, the people that are in front of you in this moment because this moment is a gift and this moment is all that we have. And so I am so grateful that you chose to spend this moment, these moments, these 39, 40 moments (laughs) with me because that means a lot. And I love you. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would be very, very grateful and I would love to ask for your help in leaving me some positive reviews. That would mean a lot. So thank you, sweet angels. Tell your friends if they if you think they'd like this episode or this pod. And please stay in touch on Insta at Rahini Elise. 
and that's all the promo for now <laughs> i love you have a beautiful rest of your day sweet soul and i'll 